Father, we come to you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And again, God, I pray that you would help the people, Lord, to hear the word of Almighty God and not to worry about the time today. But we had important, great, wonderful things to share, Lord. A great door of effect has been opened unto us. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage us to step through boldly, Lord Jesus. We ask now that you would give us a good ear and a good eye to hear and understand the word of God. Lord Jesus, this church that you have called us to be, Lord, please remind them their duties today, that we are in your army, God, that you own us and bought us with the blood of the Lord Jesus. Bless this service now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, let's go. I know time has been used up, but it has been used up for great stuff. I mean, great stuff. That is amazing what has been offered up to us, and I hope you are signing up, and I hope you understand why. The signatures that we get, we can present to LifeWise Academy, and they're going to go, whoa, this church is interested. That's all that's for. All right, here we go. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Serving up meat, not milk today. Enough of milk. Hebrews 5.12 says, For the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat, solid food, good food. Verse 13 says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. God is telling us we should be matured by now. Chew the word of God, swallow it, get it in you, and then grow up and be ready to be used by God. We certainly live in a selfie generation. It's just self. Everything is self. I hope you can't, that cannot be in the church of God. Verse 14 says this, but strong meat, <coughs> strong meat belong to them that are of full age. Full-grown, mature people, adults, see the a situation, assess it, and said, "Yes, I'm in." Now, I'm not. This is not formed. Especially, is not formed around the announcements that Adam made today. It isn't. It isn't at all. It's formed around what I see in our nation. <clears throat> I watched a a, um, a documentary on Katrina. Remember Katrina hit down there by New Orleans and. And the levees failed, and the whole city was flooded with 20 feet of water in a matter of hours. Well, the righteous levees have failed in our country, and our filth is flooding our nation. And the levees to this nation is us, the church, the people of God. And we are calling for adults now. Strong meat belonging to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use you can discern right from wrong, good from evil. When you are mature, you can say, my goodness, that's not right. To exercise, to discern both good and evil. The ability to discern is critical measure of spiritual maturity. Babies put everything in their mouth. We can't be a church like that. Acts 27, 33, Paul says this, this, in Acts 27, they're, they're in a tremendous storm, like our nation is. And verse 33 says, And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, take some nourishment, 
We're in for a fight. And that's what we are in. We've heard over and over and over that our country will never be the same since the towers fell down. Well, the church can't be the same neither. We cannot. 2 Timothy 3.1 gives us a warning. This is a warning. And it starts like this. Paul says, this know also. That in the last days perilous times shall come. Now I know that you know that we're in the last days. And perilous times are not coming. They're here. Perilous means this. It means hard to bear. Hard to handle. Many of you are telling me now I no longer watch the news. I can't stand it anymore. I can't handle it. That's because perilous times, unimaginable things are happening right before our eyes. It's hard to take the news. I made a little jot here about getting your oil changed in your car. We know that oil is a type of the Holy Ghost. Fill me up, God. If you change your oil regularly, your car will have the proper lubrication that will give you the power and the strength to go on. If you don't, the heat will break down that motor. Dirt and debris builds up, and that engine can't have the power that it's supposed to have. So you and I know and are told we must go and have that oil changed every X amount of miles so that your engine can perform to its capacity and what it was made to do. That's you and I, to be filled with fresh oil from heaven, from Almighty God. And my question to you is, when was the last time you put fresh oil in? When was the last time that you said, dear God, God the Holy Ghost, fill me? When? When was the last time you pulled into the service station of your soul, threw up the hood of your heart and said, put in fresh oil. I don't care what the cost, put it in. Psalms 92.10 says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. We need fresh oil to combat the filth that is pouring into our nation. Numbers 11 talks about manna, when manna rained down. It says, and the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills or beat it in mortar, baked it in pans, made cakes of it, and the taste of it was like the taste of fresh oil. We need manna this morning to come down from heaven. Fill us, Lord, fill us up. Give us that taste of fresh oil. Are you hungry for manna? Acts 2.2 says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Who can deny that this is the greatest need of our churches today? That we desperately need a sound from heaven again. A true sound, not a made-up, man-made, trumped-up, but a true sound from heaven, the moving of the Spirit of God again. When the Spirit of God moves, an atmosphere is anything but dull or ordinary. Powerful. Makes your knees shake under the power of God. Feels like the, the breath, the atmosphere is holiness. When the Spirit of God comes, 
Mountains cannot even heal, handle when God descends upon it. Exodus 19, 18 says, Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. The whole mountain shook greatly. Now I would say unto you this morning, we need the Spirit of God to descend upon new hope. We need new hope to be shook down to the core by the Spirit of God. How awesome would that be? Acts 4.31 says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Supernatural shaken. Not, uh, uh, prayer. Place was shaken where they assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Meat, not milk. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Lord, shake this place. Fill it with boldness now. Please, Lord. Matthew tells us, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. Probably everyone here that's a believer has been baptized in water. But who's been baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire? We have baptismal tanks. We fill up with water. Maybe we should have Holy Ghost tanks. Seriously. I told you I'm coming to warm up your milk bottle today. Uh Uh-uh. Our nation is on life support. I read a few days ago now. I'm not into rosary beads, but they always uh, was a symbol of Christianity. Not really into that, but what I heard was they are the, the world, our antichrist system now, is looking at it that as offensive. It's not going to be long, they're going to be coming for that cross and all the other things that we stand for. When we get to praying at the end of this service, that fill me up or start being an urgency like you've never had before. I'm telling you. That word fire there, I've told you for years, that means a lightning, a lightning strike. We had some lightning last night. Man, maybe we should have ran out in the middle of it and said, Lord, strike me, strike me with the Holy Ghost. Strike me with that, Lord. That's what it's talking about. When was the last time you felt yourself set on fire from heaven? The bolt cloud opens up and a bolt comes down from God and strikes you. And you're so pumped for God. Where's that church at? Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fills you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. Does that sound like American Christians? But it says it right there. Now the God of hope, new hope, fills you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Man, oh man, that's what we're supposed to have, all joy, all power as we walk. No wonder the the Spirit of God tells you, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What do we do with that verse? Do we white it out or do we highlight it? 
That power means miraculous power, supernatural power. To be what you can't be. Filled with the Spirit of God so that you can do. Who was it? Was it Elijah or Elisha? Outran the horse and the chariot. How? The Spirit of God came on him. It's not a cartoon character. It's not a fairy tale. It actually happened. Spirit of God came on a mere man, and man, he was gone. Supernaturally, where you're sitting right now. Psalms 138, 7 says this, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, do we? It's on every side. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. That's what the Word of God says. Thou wilt revive me or revitalize or revive us. Are you sitting there all beaten up, uh, worn out, and in pieces? God says, I will revive you. That word revive means to make alive, to repair, to restore to life. You, your life, your future. God will give you life. Not just being mundane in a man-made religion. Believe it for the supernatural. Believe it for the power of God. We must have it. We must in these last days. We'll be steamrolled over by the filth that is pouring because the levees are down. The water's rising. You have to believe we are living in the midst of trouble today. You have to. Remember, God walks on water. He'll call us to walk on water. Psalms 85, 6 says, Wilt thou not revive us again, that my, thy people may rejoice in thee? Man, when I look at that, and I thought, you know what? That means he's did it once. Wilt thou not revive us again? He did it once. He'll do it again. That's what it says. That's what the Lord says. The infilling will give us a lot more than we have. More boldness, for one. More boldness to speak, no matter where you're at. More holiness to live right. No, I will not. I'm not going to dishonor God. No. More boldness to live right. More holiness to speak. More joy in a joyless country. You might think this is dumb, but so be it. Andy Griffith, the old show, season one. I think I even have it memorized, episode 11. It's their Christmas. I watched that and just long for that time again. It's gone, okay? That, that's what's happened. That filth and that levy has poured in and has robbed us of all our joy and happiness as it fills up with filth and pollution. We do. I watch it anytime, all the time. We need to be revived again so we have that more joy, that more supernatural power that we need, not just talk about it, actually lay hands on, believe that God is going to start to move and touch people in all kind of ways, all kind of ways. We need more wisdom so we can have the ability to discern and say, absolutely not. No, nothing to do with that. Yes, bring those kids here. Yes. Bring them here. 
We need more revelation of Jesus which comes when God revives us. That's meat. Meat. We are so much into our own lives. <clears throat> I often talk to my dad, picture on the wall. It says he's like 23 or 6 in his World War II outfit, sitting in the snow, trying to have something to eat. And I think of what our nation has become and what they fought for and what he thought and how he loved his country. And I look at our nation and I tell my dad, man, Pap, why don't you tell all those World War II guys we're sorry? When they were called on to sacrifice, you think they wanted to? Psalms 51, 12 says this, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Lord, restore it unto the church. You understand? You're on your way to heaven. You're on your way. I mean, the Lord could crack the sky right now, and I could not even finish this sentence. And we could be gone. We act like we're in torture. We do. We're on our way to heaven. Lord, restore unto us the joy of our salvation so that there's something that the world sees in us. Man, they wipe their I'm hungry for that. Then what's it say? How about verse 13? Then, I'm not going to swing in my hammock and take 20 vacations. Then will I teach transgressors the way and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Lord, stir up that joy again. Fill me with that spirit of God again. And then, Lord, I'll put on my combat boots. Look at the back of your bulletin. Put those combat boots on. Take that mountain for God. Bring those who can't do it before God. Yes. God knows what you need. He knows if you're wounded, he'll take care of you. You take care of others. We need the Spirit of God, Almighty God, to come upon us again. This morning, we need to invite the Spirit of God. We're going to call the band up. They're going to sing that song again. That song is going to be our altar prayer closing. God, fill us. Amen. Fill us up, Lord. Let us leave this place sloshing and spilling all over the place with the presence of God. We need the Spirit of God to come back into this church, the holiness and the reverence of Almighty God and the joy and the praise and worship of Almighty God to come back in this place by the Spirit of God. This morning, we need to invite the Spirit of God back into our lives, into our lives. Just reading the Bible and coming doesn't do it. Without the Spirit of God, it's all dead. Luke eleven thirteen says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts, and you do, I get blessed with gifts from you time and time. So the Bible says, us being evil know how to give good gifts. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? What on earth do you think Almighty would do if our church truly constrained him and said, Lord, we must have the power of God. Fill us. It's vital, Lord. The levees are down. Help us, God. <laughs> That's what he sent his son for, to hear words like that. <clears throat> I hope you're ready to ask.
to do. Luke 24, 28 says, And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. That's what the Lord's going to do today. Paul the call is going to come. He's going to zip up his Bible and click his pen, put it in his top shirt pocket, and make as though he's going to go. But what did they do? But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us. Oh, don't go. Don't go. You can't leave us now. Don't go. That word constrained means to force. No, Lord, force. No, God. No, God, stay. Stay, Lord, please stay. To constrain. Have you ever constrained God? Have you ever said, no, I don't have, I don't have enough of you yet. Stay. Judges 3.9. This is what we need. And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, that's us, and the Lord raised up a deliverer. That's what he needs to do for us. Raise up a deliverer to the children of Israel who delivered them, even Othniel, the son of Canaz, Caleb's younger brother. How did that happen? And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel, and he went out to war. That's what we do. The Spirit of the Lord must come back upon us, and we go out to war. We war every Wednesday. The Spirit of the Lord, as the people cry out, God moves upon someone and says, lead them. Be a part of this. Put them boots on. Run. As the Spirit of the Lord comes upon different people, whoever they are, Matthew 19, 26 says, or I'm sorry, Judges 14, 5 says, And when Samson went down, and his father and his mother to Timnath, and came to the vineyards of Timnath, and behold, a young lion roared against them as a seeking lion, roaring who he must devour, having nothing in his hand. What did Samson do? Did he run and plead and scream? He ripped the lion in pieces with his bare hands. How? How? What's it say? That the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Almighty God, the Spirit of God, not some PX90 or some 50 running 18,000 miles. Spirit of God came on him. And he ripped that devil in pieces as the lion roared against him to stop. What they're doing. Man, we need some lion ripping up people. How about that? Is that a fairy tale? My goodness. You watch some of them animal, show, animal shows, and those lions creep down, man, they jump and they knock big uh, antelope, all kind of big, strong animals down easily. And what did Samson, man, no big deal. Samson took that lion, rent him in pieces, the Bible says. Just a dude. That's all he was. I don't believe Samson walked around like Arnold Schwartz. I don't believe that. Because I can't be no Arnold. But I could have the Spirit of God come upon me. Rent that thing in pieces. 
Now Matthew 19, it says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, Hey, with men? It's true, right? The levies are done with us. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. But not with, not with God. Not with God. It's supernatural. With you and I, what I'm saying, yes, yes, yes. Impossible. But not with God. Not with our God. 1 Samuel, uh, uh, Samuel 16, 13. Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the midst of his brother, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. That's what we're going to do. Play that song, Lord, anoint me with your oil, Lord, anoint me from that day forward. I don't want to be the same Joe. It's supernatural. I know it's not me. I mean, are you ready to force the issue? Are you ready? How about Zechariah 4, 6? Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord, Zerubbabel. New Hope, listen to me. This is the word of the Lord for you. And here is your answer. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Why have we wavered from that? When did we waver from that? It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit of God. That's where our power lies. That's where we should go and plead and beg and constrain and say, no, God, you can't. You can't leave us on our own. You said you won't. You promised. And you know God is not a promise breaker. Band. I need my band. Now this band is part of our altar call. You had a taste of the song already. That song is going to be our prayer. It really is. We're going to constrain God and say, God, you've got to fill us. I am looking. For I am in need of mature men and women who will be filled and used by the Spirit of God, however God says to be used, however God fills you and does whatever with you. I'm not putting anything on it. You got to do this, you got to speak in tongues, you got to. I'm just saying, do you want filled by the Spirit of God to be used? The levee's down, it's pouring in. What's the church doing? Ezekiel 22.30 says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me in the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. None. That can't be said here, right? Please, that can't be. Don't make me stand before God. And God said, I moved upon your church and I found none. New Living says, I look for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guarded the land. And it caved, and filth is poured in. I search for someone to stand in the gap in the wall. But I found no one. Another translation even says, not even one. That can't be said about us. It can't be. 
I refuse to believe that, that it could be said about new hope. So who, who will come and stand before God this morning and constrain him like Jacob? Remember when Jacob wrestled with God all night? And he said, leave me go, for the morning comes. Jacob said, no, 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 unless you bless me. Wasn't Jacob changed? You're no longer a liar, a scoundrel, a thief. You're now a prince with God. Let's stand. How about that one song? God is telling you right now, I'll provide the fire. I will provide the fire, but I need a sacrifice. You know what that is, right? That's not baby talk. That's adult talk. God says, I will provide the holy fire, but I need someone who will present themselves as a sacrifice. You provide the fire. Lord, I'll provide the sacrifice. Are you ready? You ready to constrain him and ask him? That's going to be our song, but that's going to be our prayer. What I'd like, what I'd like is that you would come and you would stand at this altar, this service station, and throw up the hood to your heart and say, God, it's been so long. Fill me up. That's our altar call. That's our song. Fill me up, Lord. Mm-hmm.